Hi, everyone, and welcome to this podcast. We are hosting a leadership and management podcast series featuring CDE of the Year recipients, and today's podcast is part of that series. My name's Jan Orford, and I'll be your host for today. And I'd like to introduce Annette Parks-Constein, who is the 2021 New South Wales CDE of the Year winner. This award is given to leading CDEs to acknowledge their extraordinary contributions in the community of people with diabetes and diabetes education. Annette started her nursing career as an AIN 30 years ago. She then did her EEN training before attending university to become an RN and then a CDE. Annette is a proud nurse who has always advocated for her patients, having lived experience with type 1 diabetes. Today, she works at Hunter Diabetes Centre, where she provides education and support to all patients living with this chronic health condition. She loves diabetes technology, as she can see the huge benefit it provides. And it is also involved with several of the clinical trials run at Hunter Diabetes Centre. She enjoys being able to offer her patients tailored care to help improve their quality of life and reduce their burden. Annette also provides education and support to hospital staff and patients at a number of local private hospitals. She is particularly passionate about supporting adults with type 1 diabetes and facilitates a a casual type 1 catch-up once a month. Hello, Annette, and how are you today? I'm really well, thank you, Jan. And thank you for so much for being here and taking time out of your busy day. I'm wondering what made you want to pursue a career in diabetes education? Um, I just wanted to say thanks for giving me this opportunity to be here. Um, I knew I wanted to be a nurse when I was five. Um, Then when I was almost 15, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and went on ski camp. It was only a couple of months after I was diagnosed And I got off the bus from camp and I told my mum that I wanted to be just like Angela Blair, who was still my diabetes educator. Um, I could just see her passion and the way she wanted to um, have diabetes educated. And I think I would agree with you that she started many people off on their journey as diabetes educators. So you're in good hands. Thanks for that, Annette. And I guess... What's your most impactful memory or association with diabetes? Yep, from um, diagnosis, I was aware that I needed to look after my diabetes um, to prevent long-term complications, and I asked my specialist whether I was going to go blind, and he flat out said, no, I wasn't. I knew really early that good education and a supportive team were key. Um, Even now, if I've got someone who's newly diagnosed, I say to them, please bring in whoever it is that you live with, whoever it is that's going to support you with this because you can't have diabetes on your own. You need a team and you need support. Great. Thanks for that, Annette. And what was your biggest professional hurdle or obstacle and how did you overcome it? Uh, my biggest hurdle was being an RN in an EN's body. I was an EN for a long time and I used to get so frustrated. So putting myself through uni while I was pregnant with my youngest daughter, um, I would say would would have been my biggest hurdle. But I was determined and anyone who knows me knows that I'm tenacious and when I set my mind to something, I generally achieve it. Um, Being pregnant at uni, I wouldn't recommend, but, um, yeah, that was definitely my biggest hurdle. Well, good on you. You made it in the end. And I guess on the flip side, 
Have you encountered naysayers while working on a program or a project? And if so, how do you keep motivated in that sort of situation? Uh, staying motivated was quite hard. I did have some um, naysayers and sadly it was my colleagues who poo-pooed any suggestions that I'd make to help patients um, improve their insulin sensitivity and better manage their diabetes while they were inpatients. We had a lady who came in, she had diabetes-related complications and had part of her foot amputated and she just wasn't moving. So I suggested to the staff that they give her, you know, one, one litre normal saline bags do some bicep curls to in you know increase her insulin sensitivity and they they laughed at me they looked at me like I'd grown two heads when I was really quite serious about it um and I knew really early that I needed to keep trying um giving up is not an option for people with diabetes and we as their team can't give up either we've just got to keep chipping away and even those people who aren't particularly engaged with their care if they turn up for their appointments there's there's something there that's keeping them coming back and we just got to keep chipping away, keep going and trying to help them as best we can. Thank you for that. Diabetes care and management's changed over the last few decades, as I'm sure you'd agree. And in your experience, what's made the biggest impact in the quality of life people, of people living with diabetes in that time? For people with type 1 diabetes, definitely technology, pumps, CGM, flash, apps they've um you know changing all the time there's new things coming out um people are forward thinking people with type 1 diabetes when they've got pump and cgm on they're able to access best evidence-based practice and have that better quality of life uh, for people with type 2 diabetes if they're on insulin we use a lot of sensors as well we've got a few people with type 2 diabetes on pumps and they're doing really well but medications for type 2 diabetes as well, we know that they're now um, reducing the risk of cardiovascular disease, they're helping uh, with renal disease, metabolic syndrome and weight loss. It's a really exciting time to um, be in diabetes. There's so much movement and so many things in trial at the moment and I quite often say to my patients, you know, if you have to have diabetes, the year 2022 in Australia best time in the year, the best time and place to have it. We've got a lot more um, things available to us, whether we've got type 1 or type 2 diabetes or even GDM to help us manage our diabetes much better. Terrific. Thank you for that. And what advice would you give to someone new in their career or even looking to pursue a role in leadership or management or starting a new program at the beginning of their clinical practice? Absolutely go for it. There's always room for motivated, um, caring healthcare professionals and don't be afraid to ask for help and advice. Well, that was, that was simple and to the point. Thank you. What are the characteristics that you believe every leader should possess? I mean, are there any characteristics that you feel are detrimental for a leader on looking on the other side of the coin? I think that leaders should be prepared to share their knowledge and their resources um, my colleagues here and I all say we all sing from the same hymn book. So if we all sing from the same hymn book, so to speak, everyone will get good care. It's not about the healthcare professional. It's about whoever walks through our front door and is in the waiting room needing our help. They're, they're here for a reason and it's our job to help and support them in whatever way we can. So I think that uh, a good leader will give people their time, 
and their knowledge and their resources. Great. Thank you. And finally, if you won the lottery tomorrow, how would your professional life change, do you think? Um, well, my sister quite often reminds me that not everyone loves their job like I do. Um, <laughs> so I don't think that my professional life would change. Um, I would still work because I know that there are still people who need good care. Um, I would probably put some money into providing our team here at Hunter Diabetes um, a, a bigger place to work from so that we could expand. I'd like to have a, an exercise physiologist and a psychologist on board with us so that we could have a one-stop diabetes shop. You know, we've got dietitians and we've got the research team, but for that other allied health care, um, I'd love to be able to provide one roof so our patients don't actually have to go to different places to get that care. Sounds like a reasonable thing to expect, doesn't it? Thank you so much for your time today, Annette. And that's all the questions I've got for you today. But before we conclude, I'm wondering if you could um, tell us if you have any take-home messages for our listeners today. Find the area of diabetes that you're passionate about and stay true to that path whether it's um, in research or management or direct patient care or educating other healthcare professionals, just follow that passion and your leadership will show through. Just go for it. Thanks, Annette. Thank you once again for your time. It really has been great to talk to you today. I'm sure that the podcast and what you've had to say has inspired our listeners and thank you for those of you taking the time to listen to this podcast. To obtain your CDE credit for the podcast, please log on to the ADA Learning Management System at learning.com.au. So until next time, it's goodbye from me. Thank you. Thank you.